podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? I hope you've had a fantastic week so far. You're now, of course, listening to this moment's podcast, episode 259, I believe. For those who haven't listened to the previous one, I spoke on Boris. Um, yeah, he's in the mud right now. He's fighting for his life. So check that episode out. It gives you a context to why Boris is in the mud, who is coming after him, who has publicly come out against him, who might be plotting behind the scenes, who could potentially replace him, and how likely all this will happen. So that's episode 258. Now this week's episode, we're going to be talking about exchange rates. And let me not lie, the only reason why this is popped to my head is because I'm currently abroad and the price of the US dollar to GBP is completely spinning my brain. So we're going to talk about exchange rates. So what is an exchange rate? Um, why do exchange rates matter for the, us everyday people? Because not all of us are currency traders or, or macroeconomists macroeconomist and we're going to speak about what's happening now what have we seen happen in the currency markets and why that actually impacts us or what does it mean for us so that's going to be the gist of today's podcast and yeah i hope you guys enjoy hi guys mxm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's late, because it's late. It's yo it's late. It's late. It's late. episode 260 we're talking about exchange rates what is an exchange rate? I'm sure most of us kind of have a rough idea at least what an exchange rate is, but it's simply the value of one's nation's currency versus the currency of another nation. So if you are currently living in Switzerland, your currency is CHF, which is the Swiss franc. So the exchange rate is the value of the Swiss franc against other currencies. So it could be against the, the RAM, United Arab Emirates, it could be against the Great British pounds it could be against the us dollar so on and so forth so these are usually seen in ratios and they're just simply numbers so you get one which will be whatever currency you're looking at so let's say usd um so if we're taking sorry great british pound sterling so if we're looking at how much the pound is compared to the euro you'll see a number, well, by the time you listen to this, it's, unless something drastic has happened, 1.16. Now, that might look, look like a bit of random numbers to you, but what this means is that one great British pound sterling, so a one pound coin, will is worth the exact same as one euro and 16 cents. I'm not sure if euros is cents, I don't know, or nor do I care to be honest. So that's the exchange rate, right? And why exchange rates are very interesting is because it can provide value in certain instances. So there's a thing I learned in economics many years ago, this was when I was in year 11, and it's a thing called purchasing power parity. And what does that mean? Purchasing power parity means that what is the value of a cheeseburger. So if we take one cheeseburger, so if, if, if there's an equal purchasing power parity, that means a cheeseburger should cost $1 in America, it should cost one pound in the United Kingdom, it should also cost one euro across the continent. As we know, that doesn't tend to happen all the time. However, there is quite strong purchasing power parity between Europe, us in the British islands, and the United States. So for example, 
like probably around this time last year, maybe not this time last year, maybe that's a drag, but um, second half of 2021, I bought a perfume from France and it is a Mason France, just Kurt Jan perfume, was Grand Soir. And the reason why, because I thought, oh, there's, there's purchasing power parity here, right? The perfume costs 165 pounds in the UK. So if you go to Selfridges, John Lewis, House of, uh, maybe not House of Friends, what's the word, Harrods, all them type of places, it's 165 pounds across the board, right? But if I also purchase it from Mason Francis Kirchhoff themselves, who are based in Paris, it's 165 euro. So there's an equal purchasing power parity here. Now, why exchange rates matter is because the pound compared to the euro isn't one for one, it isn't exactly the same, and the pound is actually stronger than the euro, I can make some savings. So at that period of time, when I uh, did the conversion, one, um, 165 euros was equivalent of like 130 something pounds. So effectively by me buying it abroad, I was saving 30 quid. And that's why exchange rates matter. There's, and that's why there's value in that. And obviously if you're trading, you can make money, blah, 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 blah. Now, unfortunately for me and unfortunately for us, um, something happened on January 31st, 2020, and that was a thing called Brexit. And because of that, there's now import duties on things, right? So although I thought I was making that saving, I got a, um, and delivery was express and free, by the way. So I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna get this within days and it's gonna be cheap as chips, relatively. Unfortunately for myself, I got a young message from, I believe, DHL. I clicked it and it said I had 38 pounds or 30 something pounds worth of import duties and tax to pay. So it worked out to just a tad cheaper. Well, I might as well just go to Selfridges and got it for the same price anyway. But obviously if this was pre-Brexit, ah, oh, mate, eaten. And that's why some of the prices of some of the stuff we see on Amazon have gone up. And some of the prices of like, if you shop on Farfetch and stuff like that's gone up because, and if you look on Amazon, it will say, if you look at Amazon carefully on the price, it will say in, including import duties, right? That's why exchange rates matter. Anyway, so back to exchange rates. Exchange rates are either free floating or fixed, right? Free floating rises and falls due to changes in the forex market. For example, the pound is a free floating exchange rate. It rises and falls when things happen. Boris might come out and say something, it is or fall. Bank of England says something, something crazy happens in the world. It's gonna go up and down depending on exogenous factors, which means just things outside of that scenario, right? And there's also a fixed exchange rate. Fixed exchange rates are pegged against the value of another currency. So those remember a few podcasts ago, I spoke on the Luna Terrace um, incident. Luna Terra was a cryptocurrency that was pegged against the dollar. Well, so that's just the same thing is, is um, when you peg a currency against another one. So people often tend to be pegged against the dollar. So if you got if you look at Hong Kong, the Hong Kong dollar is pegged to the US dollar with, in a range of 7.75 to 7.85. That means the, the, the value of the currency will always remain within that range, right? So we know what exchange rate is, that's the value of one nation's currency versus the currency of another nation. And we know they're either free floating or they're fixed. And we know why they're valuable because the differences can make you money or, or cost you extra money. Now I thought it would be interesting to look at 
the Great British Pound, since this is a UK-based podcast, of course, versus other popular exchange rates. So I'm going to go through a, few, a list of them and I'm going to talk about some of them in a tad more detail and looking at them five years prior. So if we look at, so we're going to look at the Euro, the USD, um, the Ghanaian, so that's, let me start again. We're going to look at the Euro, the US dollar, Ghanaian cities, Naira for Nigeria, Durham for United Arab Emirates, Yen for Japan, Canadian dollar, Swiss franc, South African rand, and the Yuan, right? Cool. So if you look at the Great British Pound to the, uh, to the Euro, and this is recorded on Sunday the 19th, um, one pound gets you 1.16 euros, which is actually an improvement if we look at it five years ago. So, 20, um, so if we look at 20, this time in 2017, one, one pound got you 1.14 euros. Now, the issue with this is that the reason why it was also a struggle them times is because on in June 2016, so exactly a year before something happened, we voted for Brexit and that instantly crashed the exchange rate instantly. I remember I was flying out like two weeks after um, and I was looking at the currency exchange rates and I could not believe the pound to euro. Back then, like around five quid, I mean like around three quid will get you like five euros. Like those days are, are long gone right now. Now, GBP to USD, um, one pound gets you $1.22 which is obviously more than the euro. But five years ago, one pound would get you 30 cents. So that's a significant drop. And we're gonna talk about that drop in more detail. I remember when I was in like sixth form, maybe sixth form going to uni, there's at one point where one pound got you $2. It was insane. Like it's basically, you go shop in America, everything's half price basically. Because remember, I was talking about the purchase and power parity. A lot of things have somewhat similar value in their dollar amounts to the pound, British pound amount. Crazy. Now, if you look at cities, for us who frequent to to Accra for dirty December, or dirty as they say, um, one pound now gets you 9.74 cities, where five years ago, one pound got you 5.67 cities. So... The city's got significantly weaker against a pound over the last five years. And I remember when I first went, like one pound was like seven point something cities. So the fact that it's 9.74 is really, really bad for obviously the Ghanaian economy in certain instances. But for British travelers going to Ghana, you get way more bang for your buck now than you did before. Now, if we look at one pound to um, uh, Naira, one pound will get you 507.81 Naira which is insane. I remember when I, I think when I lost to Nigeria, which was like 2013-ish, 2013, 2014, that one pound was like 250 Naira. So it's got tragically worse over the years. Now, if we look at um, the United Arab Emirates for you Dubai people then, one pound gets you 4.49 dirham, which is, which is a drop from 4.71 five years ago. If we look at Canadian dollar, it stayed, it has dropped significantly, but the pound is still very much strong against Canadian dollar. So one pound gets you 1.6 Canadian dollars, but five years ago, one pound will get you 1.69 Canadian dollars. So again, remember I said purchasing power, purchasing power parity? I was actually looking to get a coat from Canada, and I'll probably do it this December, or I mean this winter. 
So the prices of Canada goose and Montclair coast are pretty much the same if you compare the dollar amount, the Canadian dollar amount to, J, to, to the Great British pound amount. But if you look at the exchange rate of 1.6, let's just even do this live Monoposky. So if we go um, CAD to GBP, right? So one Canadian dollar is 63 pence, right? So any amount online, Canadian dollar, you can just simply times it by 0.63 and get the price. So let's do this live on the pod. We're gonna go NordVPN. We're gonna connect to Canada. Okay, we're now connected to Canada. And we're gonna type in Montclair Meyer. Now here, I can't remember. No, let's, no, let me just type in the standard Canada Goose. If we go on the Canada Goose website in What's this place called, Canada? Okay, the Expedition Parker is $1.795, which is 1124 here, right? Let's look at the Goose UK. Okay, cool. The Expedition Parker is 1395. So we get a cheeky calculator, 1395 minus one one two five which is not really you save 270 quid simply off exchange rate alone 270 quid you you don't mind that at all you do not mind that whatsoever and okay we'll talk about okay swiss franc one um pound gets you 119 swiss franc when it was 125 before um, Rand one pound gets you 19.60 um, ZAR, which is South African Rand, and the yuan's dropped a bit as well. One pound gets you 8.21 yuan. See, why exchange rates are so interesting to me, yeah? And it's because you mix it in with purchasing power parity, right? So I saw this amazing house in Johannesburg, right? And hold on, let me see if I can find it on YouTube. Not on YouTube, on WhatsApp, because I remember I shared it with some of my friends in a group chat, right? Okay, basically, I can't find it on my phone. There was this amazing house, right? Like, it was the house that you'll see, like, footballers, athletes, movie stars, um, frequenting, right? And it was just unbelievable floor to like you know just a modern squarish um, floor to ceiling windows pool well cut grass everything yeah I'm thinking this house if this is in the UK that's costing millions if it's in Miami one of those places costing millions yeah I saw the price and I converted it it came up to 600 grand right 600 600,000 great British pound sterling and I was like prices and power parity and exchange rates are insane and then even, um, I think I was watching a show with, yeah, I was watching, I think it was Royal Housewife of Lagos, please don't ask, right? <laughs> and then the one of them was talking about like how much they paid for their BBL, Brazilian butt lift surgery. And they said the price, how much it cost in, um, in I think it was, it was ZAR, so the stuff I can run. I don't want to talk about 500 quid. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait. 
this thing is costing three grand in Turkey, let alone how much it's gonna cost three to five bags in Turkey, let alone how much it's gonna cost in the UK to get. So yeah, just another example. Okay, now why do exchange rates matter? They matter to us traveling. That's one of the main things for us, for the people who are most likely to listen to this podcast, it's traveling abroad. So for example, when you go on booking.com, right? You're in the UK, you're typing, okay, cool. Um, okay, we're going to Miami, we're going to Malta, we're going to um, Ghana, we're going to France, we're going to Switzerland, Spain, whatever. You go in on booking.com. All these different countries in the world have different exchange rates and different currencies, right? Unless you're booking something in the United Kingdom, um, it's going to be a different currency. But what you, the, the price of seen is always in pounds because that's your domestic currency, your local currency, right? But really and truly, you're going to be paying most likely when you get there or online, you're going to be paying in another currency. So for example, and the price I saw for, um, I'm currently in Miami now, we're seeing prices in pounds, but it's actually in dollars. So if you look at the, if you look at underneath the amount, it'll tell you in small how much it is in the home currency, which is in dollars. So, if exchange rates, so let's say you book a trip in January, you're going in July. If the exchange rate, if the pound starts to get stronger in that period, the price of your hotel is going to be cheaper. So for example, um, when I was looking, when we go to Ghana, the price of our hotel, I think got, I can't if it got a bit cheaper or more expensive because it's all because of the exchange rate. I just remember the price change because of the exchange rate, right? Shopping. Some things you might be buying might not be coming from the UK. You might be buying stuff from Amazon. It's going to cost more if the pound is getting weaker. Exchange rates matter. When you are actually abroad purchasing stuff, like if you go to if you go abroad and then you're seeing things and it's like oh this price is decent, and you convert it to pounds. Like what? We pay X amount for for example. Okay, Ghana's a perfect example. When I went to the, to do a grocery shop. Like drinks were costing pennies. Uber was pennies. A 30 minute Uber will come out as three pounds. That's never run in the UK. Never run in the UK. Um, of course, when you're exporting, so if you have a business and you're exporting to, um, to clients or consumers outside of the UK, the exchange rates matter because they're not paying, they're not giving you pounds. They're paying you the euro equivalent of the pounds that you demanded. So that's why exchange rates matter. Now, what is currently happening, right? Well, the Bank of England are being too loud. <laughs> That's a joke. They, when they, so it really started to slide significantly last month, which is May, where the Bank of England announced the fourth consecutive rate hike. And what does that mean in English? For the fourth month, the Bank of England have announced they are increasing the rates of interest. They start off in December and then now, and they've even gone into June, they've increased it again. So interest rates are currently 1.25%, but in May, they increased it from 0.75% to 1%. Now, this wasn't even just a main, this wasn't even the main thing that caused this issue as well. They also spoke on the sharp growth slowdown in the UK economy. And that meant in English, in layman terms, that means the economy growth rate is gonna slow dramatically. So, Obviously, from 2020, from like March 2020 up until like, what, June, July 2021, COVID was kicking our bum. 
right? But as stuff started to open and open, we saw a massive increase in GDP. And that's it, it's simple. GDP is simply looking at the percentage of growth, right? So if you're in the mud and you just stop producing the hell of stuff, then you start producing again, your growth is going to be a massive number. It doesn't mean that you're doing something phenomenal. So we're seeing now we're starting to open up. Well, we're open up now and COVID is becoming more normal. GDP was, was growing significantly. Now it is starting to slow the bleep down. And the and, uh, you know, Bank of England warned of this, sends shockwaves around the financial markets. Hence why it started to get sticky for the Great British Pound. Even though this was widely expected, the Bank of England to vote to increase the exchange rates um, and the, the interest rates up, this one was like the short number of the camel's back. Because they warned that, listen, growth is expected to drop significantly in the last quarter of the year, the last three months of the year, and also inflation could hit 10%. People are like, whoa, okay, that's a bit techy. So here's what um, Andrew Bailey, the, the governor of the Bank of England said. We are, we are walking this very narrow path now. The approximate reason for raising bank rate at this point is, it is not the current profile of inflation. What is to come, and of course what could mean, what it, what it can mean for inflation expectations to come, but the risks as well. That sense is kind of mad, let me read that again. We are walking this very po- narrow path now. The approximate reason for raising bank rate at this point is it's not only the current profile of inflation, what is to come, and of course, what could mean for inflation expectation to come, but the risk of it as well. Yeah, they believe that GDP is going to slump. That's that's how much country produces in the last three months of this year. Inflation. This is probably the bigger factor. Yeah, does the, the the high inflation prediction the growth slowing down is probably a bigger factor than the increase in interest rates usually high interest rates attract more investors but not this time the financial markets have been expecting the the bank of england to increase interest rates to 2.5 percent this year um but um the bank of england like yo if we do that it could get rough for the economy so we're going to slow it down even rishi was thinking that they're going to do that at some point this year which i spoke about not too long ago it's the recession threat and the recession is when your country is not is starting to contract instead of grow and the technical and they even and the bank of England don't believe we're going to see a technical recession yet which is two straight quarters of negative growth but we'll have to wait and see yeah because of the threat of, of a recession of, neg- of negative growth of our economy getting smaller they didn't want to raise interest rates that drastically So when Bank of England made the statement, the nights before, so eight o'clock the night before, one great British pound will get you $1.26. By 4 p.m. after the next day, it was at 123. So from 126 to 123, and it's now currently at 122, and it dropped all the way to 12112 um, earlier on this month. What is the Bank of England's job? The Bank of England's job is to they control monetary policy. They are to try to keep inflation at a rate of target 2.0, a rate of 2%, right? So they manipulate the money supply, the money markets, which by raising or dropping the price of money, which is interest rate. Interest rate is the price of money, really and truly. So, and also it's also the price of borrowing. Because as you know, like if I give you 100 quid, 
and I want to make profit, the profit I get on me borrowing your 100 quid, the cost of doing business is the exchange rate I'll offer you. So I'm like, yeah, okay, you give me 100 quid, but if you pay me back in six months, you get, um, you have to give me 110 pound. That 10% interest is the price of that borrowing, right? That's the cost of that money. So their job is to pattern up inflation. It's not necessarily to worry and care about the country's exchange rate. That's just a bit of collateral damage that comes with it. Also part of this, um, also part of the fall in the strength of the pound against the dollar is also due to the current times we have. There's quite, quite a lot of unexpected, um, people aren't really sure, people aren't really confident in the, in the economy right now. And that's coming from the perspective of investors and stuff like that. And this is and when there is like uncertainty in the economy, people always lean on the dollar. They always go and purchase dollars because dollars are old reliable, right? So what have we seen this year? We've seen Omnicrom at the top of the year, spreading like crazy. China's zero op- tolerance op- approach to COVID-19 and how that impacts supply chains and also the war in Ukraine. So people, this has led people to like, yeah, we should get our dollars up. Now, to conclude, what does this mean for us? Yeah, because at the end of the day, this is the synomics, yeah, this is not just a new show. We're trying to make things relevant to us, the everyday people, right? Well, if the pound is weaker, then that could spell bad news for inflation. And here's how it works, right? So, you're, okay, then what would I buy? Oh, let me try and think of what, what I would buy from, well, what have I been looking at online? Okay, let's say I want to buy a Saint Laurent t-shirt from Paris, for example, right? It's 500 euros, right? 500 euros, couple years ago, few years ago, I'm thinking 500 euros, that's about 350 quid, 370, around that. Cool. Because the pound is now weaker against the euro, let's see how much that is now, for argument's sake. Uh, euro to GBP, 0.86. Okay, perfect. Ah, so that same top is now 429 quid. So that top has gone up significantly in price strictly due to exchange rates, but nothing more, nothing less. Now, what does this mean? That means me importing that top from Paris to London has become more expensive. So that price is more expensive. That good is more expensive. And if I was a, so that shows you that imports are now more expensive, right? So now let's think about the economy and how it impacts prices. If imports are more expensive, then people who are importing materials to sell or create goods to create goods and products is going to be more expensive as well. So what's so when prices are rising, what does that lead to? Inflation. So a weaker pound is likely to impact inflation in an adverse manner. It's likely to further perpetuate and give inflation more and more legs. Right. So so expect to see continued price rises if the pound continues to remain weakened against other rival currencies. Also, the higher inflation will provide further issues for the pound, so it could continue to drop again. Because you're like, right, look at inflation rate in the UK is looking crazy over there. Another thing is lower pound will attract tourists, especially US tourists, right? Because remember back in the days when I'm telling you how at certain points, one, one, dollar, one pound equals two dollars. 
for Americans, that means $1 equals 50p. It's expensive to come here and shop here and maintain and be around here. But if it's now cheaper because their currency is stronger than ours, it can attract more tourism, especially from other nations where our currency is becoming weaker against their currency over time. Also, holiday makers. I'm currently in the States right now. A bag of my friends are in Miami, uh, not Miami, in Malta, living it up. I've seen some people in Dubai, I've seen some people in Nigeria, I've seen some people all over the gaff, right? Us leaving the UK, holidays are now more expensive because our pound is not getting us as many euros, it's not getting us as many dollars, it's not getting us many, um, do you know what I mean, um, dirham or as many Swiss francs as it was before. So, bro, I converted uh, a light hundred just to have us cash. I gave them a hundred pounds. They gave me hundred and ninety dollars back. What? Where? Did, when did this happen? So, yeah. So for those looking to go away for in anytime soon for the rest of the year, it's gonna get more expensive for you, and that's what it means for us. So yeah. Now we know what exchange rates are. We know what purchasing power parity is. And we know why exchange rates matter. So now, when you hear the exchange rate in the news, you're probably going to care more because you're going to think, "Hmm, I could have bought this here, or I could have, this is going to how's how's the impact my holiday?" So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And until midweek, enjoy your holidays and the sunshine in London. Peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.